everybody, Gene Valentino with another episode on here on Grassroots Truthcast. You know, every once in a while we come up with an interesting guest that comes into our lives and you say to yourself uh, out on the patio in the backyard, boy, I'd sure like to get that person on my show and do an in-depth probe on to this area of um, of interest that um, would attract many different uh, uh, cross sections of the of society and the community, and that's what we have here today. I have a woman by the name of Kay Mer Merriweather, and we're going to call her Kay, and she's from the Pensacola area here in Florida, uh, and uh, uh, this is nothing more than an attempt on our part today to help you reach an informed decision on your own as to the merits of what I would call the paranormal. Kay calls it many things, um, yeah, but we're going to explore different areas of paranormal on these on this grassroots truth cast. This is part of, we have two sections on our on our uh, website. One deals with video um, podcasts, if you will, and the other is our audio truth cast that um, is in part associated with Michael Pohl at WMXI Radio in Mississippi. We put together 15-minute uh, audio podcasts uh, for your pleasure and enjoyment every weekday. In this case, uh, Kay came to us through a mutual friend. And the mutual friend uh, has had the same paranormal experiences I've, ha I've had since childhood. And I thought it would be appropriate to introduce Kay to everybody now and see what we can relate to. If you come up with an interesting uh Hey, I've had that happen to me. Or, hey, this is, this is, oh my God, where's this person been? I wish I could talk to her about what's happened to me. I'm certain when you're through with this show, listening to us, you'll come to, you'll come away saying, how do I contact this woman? This might be something I'd like to have her, um, uh, look at. Now we're not looking at the, the last, uh, the five lottery numbers for your next week's drawing. Uh, but we are interested in using this for social, uh, the, the greater good of the community. And so if your interest is in helping to, prom to uh, secure or promote the greater good of the community, chase us down on www.genevalentino.com. We'll make sure we get through to Kay. And at this point in time, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's my friend Kay Mary Weather, how are you, Kay? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I'm definitely a truth seeker intuitive, so I think this is the right platform. And Pensacola is such a hotbed for paranormal technologies and really an unrefined gem. We have a lot going on right now with people um, filming ghost hunter films right here in Pensacola. Huh. Yeah, we have the Gulf Breeze sightings. Some of you may have heard of those back in the 80s. And I've even had my own events with UFOs. And for those of you who don't know, we are in kind of, we have multiple military sites and we're one of the few geographical regions where military kind of bleeds over into the civilian territory. Whether that's Eglin Air Force Base, Herbert Field, NAS, Pensacola, um, 7th Forces Division, we have so much going on. So there's just been several reported UFO sightings in all of the neighboring areas, you would be shocked. I would think half of the people here have probably seen a UFO. So you're an intuitive and you're a psychic. Now, you've Correct. talked about the military component as well. So I, you have a relationship with the military? 
I have um, growing up in that <clears throat> environment, but also I've been approached at a metaphysical event back in 2009. I was approached by two military personnel. I don't know if you want to get into that now, but that was a pretty interesting story based on what they were looking for as far as intuitive and psychics. Well, go ahead. Let's, let's, we, we've got plenty of time Absolutely. to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Let's take it in areas. Like, yeah. Let's talk about your relationship with the military first, then we'll move on. So I've done a few things for them. Um, there was a metaphysical event on a Saturday back in... 09, I was finishing college then I brought two friends along with me actually and what was interesting about that is we were getting a cold reading which was called Carillion photography they take a picture of you there's this ore that pops up it's pretty cool looking and a guy gives you a cold reading he's not technically a psychic so we did that we all I went first and then I waited against the wall there were a ton of psychic vendors out there now, this is a Saturday morning. It's not that common for two military personnel to walk in in full fatigues. Around uh, 9 a.m., I would say, at the time, I was approached by a man who was in his 40s, uh, 6'3", probably, tan, blue eyes, blonde hair, and the woman, around 5'4", all of these skin complexion, tied back, uh, amber, dark-colored brunette hair in a bun, with dark brown eyes. Now, you got to remember the the way the room was set up is I was standing against the wall, the man was in front of me, and the woman was on my right, and then the reader's table was on the left, so I was pretty much boxed in. And I was in civilian clothing. Everybody else was, you know, ironically, psychics that had vending stations up over 50 of them. Was this a government-sponsored, military-sponsored no. event? It was not. So they huh. it wasn't like they should have been there, especially in full fatigues, um, maybe in regular clothing, but to show up in full fatigues. And that was near, that was in Navarre. So it would have been Herbert Field, which they did acknowledge that's where they came from. And the man started questioning me. He saw my little photography that I had done. He said, oh, where'd you get that done? I said, right over there. Then he started asking me a list of questions. How do you read people? How long have you been able to read people? How do you get what you get? What do you see? And I was answering uh, because I was totally put off guard. And then he finally asked me a question. Are you able to manipulate people? And my brain finally started to work. And I said, wait a second. Um, no, I don't manipulate people. And I threw the question back at him. I said, well, do you manipulate people? And without any hesitation, he did this half smirk. I'll never forget. And he said, yes. I do it to my 300 commanding troops all the time, blah, blah, blah. Then he was kind of freaked out. The woman never spoke. She just looked intently at my head as if she was trying to read something. They went to stand in line like they say they were. I watched them, watched them get out of line. They did not get the photography done. They ended up leaving the building. But I had a suspicion that there was a database for psychics that the government kept. I never really believed it until that day. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like a no-fly zone. <laughs> is this, is this, in your opinion, an effort on their part to capture data in a coordinated way, psychic information in a coordinated way, or is the, or are they um, using their uh, psychic capabilities, either technology-based or intuitive-based, to affect the thinking of the military people themselves? Yeah, great questions. Um, they're looking for people who can think outside of the box, which most psychics do. 
that would be for several reasons for counterintelligence, AI technologies, you need to be able to trick your enemies or just even people to motivate that you're working with in a positive way. Um, they're also looking for threats that they can't assess. That would be anything paranormal because they don't have the technology. They don't know how people can get accurate information. There's people on Stargate that did remote viewing of planets very accurate before they had any of the technology to do that. So it is of interest to them. Um, humans have proven that regardless of the criticism, there are capabilities that they beat the statistical odds that just doesn't, they don't have answers for. Obviously, to me, they want to use it to manipulate their troops because why would he ask, can I manipulate people? So Do they use interested. it? Do they use this, um, I don't know what to call it, a science, a skill? I'm not sure it's a technology unless there's electronic equipment that's doing something. But are they using something psychological to impact the enemy? They definitely could be. There's several methods to that that are non-psychic as well. But I And there's obviously cultural things that you can use for different cultures that they have done and mindfulness. And I think being mindful, but you can do it in a positive approach. I feel like a lot of it gets weaponized and doesn't need to be. That's the unfortunate thing. Um, as far as that's concerned, that's kind of the skill set you're talking about is remote viewing. That is good for object retrieval. Say I lose, you know something in the air that costs me a half a million dollars and I want to go find it before my enemy does, it would be good to have somebody that has that capability. Wait a minute, remote viewing. Correct. Uh, break it down a little slower for me. So remote viewing, um, there's different steps and ways of doing it. I kind of cheat. I don't start at the drawing board picture by picture by picture, but technically remote viewing, you get a target. That could be a package envelope with a number on it. And with that number or picture inside, the remote viewer has to draw out what they're seeing. So they might, they're programmed to go step by step, like what does the object look like? Is it round? Is it rectangular? What does it feel like? Is there a sound? What color is it? The steel? So it's a bunch of questions that you kind of have to answer and put into place. So my remote viewing's a bit different. I kind of shade in what I'm seeing, like um, a bat would bilocate or a dolphin. They do the same thing. But you're using these objects to help solve a crime, or are you trying to... Some people are. Some people use it. Um, you've heard cases, and the police usually won't ever admit to that, but they'll use it in missing cases people as well as individuals that pay people, as well as object retrieval, say you lost your ring. There's people who are used for that, for private purposes. So, do you yes. do that? On occasion, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to a woman who goes by the name of Kay Merriweather from the Panhandle of Florida. She's a uh, 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 just here to help us make informed decisions about what would be the the truth behind um, intuitive capabilities, uh, 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 psychic capabilities. Uh, she mentioned remote viewing, and she started the conversation on our show today uh, regarding uh, uh, her exposure to some military, um, some military incidents. But you, you, you seem to have had this capability in your life going way back to childhood. Correct. I Talk about how you came into. Uh, the the uh, notion that you were different from others in your ability to do this? Well, I think that was kindergarten. I okay. answered a lot of questions differently than the average person. 
Um, they screen you when you're in kindergarten to answer questions. And everybody says, what burns a fire? I answered my mom's cooking. So, <laughs> you know, I've always thought a bit outside the box. And I would say I grew up in a very um, somewhat strict family, non-psychic, non-metaphysical. So it just naturally was occurring to me. Um, people in my family accepted it over the years because I would say things and they didn't think much of it until it started happening very frequently and they just got used to it. So for me, it's a normal function. Do you have any brothers or sisters that have the same capability? I do not, but I was a triplet and both of them passed away. So I feel I have that natural connection to the other side because of them. Because, so you were the survivor of, of triplets. Correct. And they both were males. And they both had passed away, and I feel like I definitely had images of them even when they had long been deceased. Before the show began, I had mentioned to you a personal experience that I had when I was a child, maybe six, seven years of age. All I remember was clinging onto a pillow and having the butterflies, like never having had a butterfly in my stomach before, and spiraling through the ceiling, through the roof of the house, spiraling up into the upper skies and atmosphere and into outer space, and then floating back down onto my pillow uh, uh, as, if, as if I had been assured that everything was going to be okay. I don't know where that came from. It happened in my life, I think, because of a few traumatic things I was exposed to as a child but i never really was able to put it seemed to be more than me fabricating a dream it seemed too real to be dreamlike what do you call that we would call that an obe an outer body experience and some people would also relate that to astral traveling or astral projection that you did subconsciously some people meditate to get to that state um, the same thing with remote viewing, they meditate, but sometimes naturally we have these occurrences and that sounds like you had an OBE. Well, how does that differ from what our mutual friends have experienced? Maybe you've experienced. I have not experienced it myself, but I've heard about it too often to believe it's not true. The, the idea of a object in the, in the sky, geometrically so big and huge, above the tree line, right above you, moving at uh, 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 almost a ship-like drifting at, with lights on it and flashing, and then moving, jolting left and jolting right, or moving in an, uh, uh, it goes again, it defies the laws of physics because there's no propulsion or noise related to the propulsion to keep this ship afloat in the air above us. What is that? Well, definitely people would call that a UFO or a USO for underwater aircrafts. Um, I think for Americans, especially those with the big pickup trucks, they're used to the loud noise. So to see aircraft that makes no noise is incredible. And I've had some of those experiences in the earlier 2000s um, that are still probably classified. And I believe these ones to be military, but I do believe that there are alien or extraterrestrial aircraft essentially that has been reverse engineered some of it not probably just reutilized so there's definitely different methods but there are too many people that have seen these things in broad daylight as well as at night up close to them that are not holograms like you can feel the heat off of them you can feel 
you know, the one thing I hear from people that talk to me about these events is how symmetrical, how symmetrical detailed these aircraft are. Not that our aircraft is not, but there's a difference in the extreme fluidness of the aircraft and the light propulsion or magnetic systems that they use that produces the lack of noise that you hear. And the big question to me is, without telling people where you're working and what you're doing nine to five, mm -hmm. would you be able to be hired to investigate this? And what would you do as a um, service? Possibly. Um, I would have to work with other groups. When you're investigating something like this, I think it takes multiple disciplines. So I would need to have on board astrophysicists. I would need to have probably a pilot from military or non-military on board, people that did electronic um, engineering of that sort. And then, of course, me, I'm the intuitive, the explorer. I'm also a person that has had a background in looking for these types of things, as well as different types of laser technology. And you can outrule, I always tell people, the time that you see the UFOs is kind of important. If you're having UFO sightings at very specific times, it could be the likelihood that it's military because military people work on a schedule. And you also have to think about sociology and human behavior, something that I've also studied. You gotta look at that and see, is that a human operator? How are they doing? How are they utilizing the craft versus something extraterrestrial? Would they think like us or would they not? All right, so hold on a second. Are you, are you saying that the military, are you aware of the military being involved in UFO activity? A hundred percent. A hundred percent they are involved. Um, to what level, I think, would be hard to piece apart. But I can tell you that they're very well aware and that they also probably are in above their heads. They need other disciplines. That's why they have contractors and other people, because they don't have all the answers. And they are trying to hire talent and figure out things. How much of it is in science-based versus intuitive psychic-based? I would say it's a mixture because there is theories that a lot of these new planes and drones, which are some of the UFOs, you'll notice that not you hear stories of some of the UFOs being really big, but some of them are actually very small, like small as a smart car that are piloted. They're drones. You look inside and you see that there's nobody in them, that there's cameras. You've seen this? Correct. I've You've seen, seen a, 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 an, a vehicle or something, an object that's the size of an automobile in the air? I've seen it so close that I could stand on my tippy toes and I'm not above six feet. So that tells you how close it was to me. It made was no noise. Was there a being inside it? There was not. So this one is close or similar to what people call a TR-3B. You've probably heard of that, but it is not a TR-3B because mine looked well, different. Wait a minute. What's a TR-3B? Uh, it's one of the declassified planes that they have now. That's like a jet that's super fast. That oh, is. okay. Yeah. So this one is similar to that. But I don't, there was no tag number on the wings because typically there is. So there was no tag number. So it was classified. And then it was like a triangle with the fighter jet hood. And inside the hood, you could see all the cameras and stuff. There was no human. Did it have, um, air, was it aviation based uh, flight capable or was it an object that defied the science of flight? It defied at that time, according to them, it defied the science of physics because this thing could shoot across 
from one end of the street to the other in less than three seconds. So that's getting into you saw high do that. Yes. Several times in several courses. Of in the, the month. day, in the evening? Uh, around 9 to 11. That's why I thought it was military technology. And I did report it to FAA. And when I did, all the events went away. You're listening to Kay Merriweather, a psychic, an intuitive psychic who uh, really has grown up with this talent for with her whole life uh, and honed it. And is it fair to say you've used it for the greater good of people and um, or are you on contract? I would hope so. Are you on contract with anybody? Um, not technically. I just go, I, I wouldn't call it a contract because once I'm done, I'm done. But essentially, my motto is to elevate myself and those around me for the betterment of society. Very honorable. And that's what we hope a lot of people with certain powers are able to do with their life. I'm Gene Valentino, and you're listening to the special edition of the Grassroots Truth Cast. We have these uh, interviews uh, periodically with special guests. Kay Mer Merriweather has proven to me, from my standard, a very special guest and worth exploring. It's also a uh, the whole concept of paranormal has been something that's been on my mind my whole life, and I've always wanted to get up close and personal with someone who was directly involved with it uh, for a greater good, for a greater purpose. Um, if you want to hear more on this podcast, you'll hear it on the, as you, where you found it, on www.genevalentino.com under our uh, uh, newscasts and uh, podcast uh, uh, portion of our website. You can also subscribe to our uh, web, our podcasts and interviews, and we will ship them out to you weekly as we do them. So there's not your effort in trying to chase it down, but rather we would send it to you by email and a link so you can access it if you want. Otherwise, join us anytime you want. And if you have any interesting guests you'd like us to interview that complement what Kay Merriweather's talking about, please give us a call, and our phone number and email address are in the website as well. Uh, Back to Kay Merriweather for another eight minutes or so. Kay, where did this all start? Where where did it all begin? Did you start this? Um, what did you do in elementary school with this? Well, you know, back then I I you know you're a kid. You don't really understand. You think I thought that everybody had empathy. I thought that everybody could read other people. Um, you know, I would know when somebody was hurting and to go up to them and talk with them. But I also knew when someone didn't like me. So it was a double-edged sword. As a, as a six-year-old, having to know someone didn't like you just because the way you looked, um, that was hard. And it took me a little of finagling to go, well, how do I change this person to like me? Not in a negative way, but what do, what do they not like about me? How do I prove them wrong? You know, and that was the kind of stubborn go-getting attitude that I had. So it, overall, it was positive, but it was hard because a lot of kids have that buffer that they don't know that other person hates them, so they keep on playing with them. So it's a um, positive and negative. And for a short time, when I was a teenager, I actually got other kids were kind of sent to me that I trained that had empathic abilities. Their parents were sending them to me because they said, we don't know what to do. They're too sensitive. They're too overwhelmed. So I kind of trained them to get more focused and help them with that. Are you a loner? Do you, stand, do you, do you, do you have a lot of friends? I would say I keep my few friends close. Um, I'm around a lot of people, but yes, I would say I'm more of a loner and that's what helps me think. I enjoy it. Well, this interview has been very interesting. I'm going to uh, bring it to a close at this point and please look for another segment or episode of uh, on Gene Valentino's Grassroots Truthcasts 
I'm with Kay Merriweather, a um, uh, intuitive psychic involved in remote viewing. She's been involved with the military on research, and she's done a lot with this concept called precognition, which we'll explore more in our next episode, uh, along with other investigative work she has done. Jean Valentino here on the Grassroots Truthcast. Thank you, Kay Merriweather, for joining us. Uh, look forward to another episode in the future, and contact us or follow us anytime you want on www.jeanvalentino.com. Kay, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Take care, everyone. Thank you.